You're listening to the Kidney Five Podcast, episode 155. This is a side B episode. Five podcast, a bi-weekly podcast, two times a week, Rob. Not that one. means two dose. Bye. Means we have sex two times a week. Once with no, that's not right. We no. just have released the podcast two times a week. Uh and you have sex things, with monkeys on both of them. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't? Uh <laughs> we review the things that you love today, stuff you loved yesterday, stuff that you've never seen before. But anyway, my name is Candace Cameron. And Hi, I Candace. am here with Felicia Rashad. That if I knew something that she normally said, I totally would say it. But uh, hi, but, I'm Felicia Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that Delaware. <laughs> this looks just like her. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, this is a side B episode, like we said. And what we do is we look at a fun movie from the past. And uh, this week, it is a fun movie. It is Humanoids from the Deep. And Jimmy assigned it to us because he's not here, as you could tell. Uh, he is, and if he was here, he would have been. Uh, I'm not sure who could he have been from the 80s. Uh, Mayim Bialik. <laughs> he would have been Blossom, we'll say. And uh, or he assigned us. Leo yeah, oh, that, that's a good one. Uh, he uh, assigned this movie to us, and I was, I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this, and I loved it, and we'll, and had a fun time watching it. So we'll we'll get to that. Uh, of course, this is the episode where we talk about our question of the week. Our give me five right question here, of the week. Episode? Yeah, this this one. Oh, shit. Uh, always the side B episode is when that happens. And uh, it's going to happen again. Just like we're going to spoil stuff. And we are going to spoil some shit. And that's pretty much what it was. It was shit. Because this is a review show. And we're going to spoil stuff. And you know what? If we ruin any twists from a movie that came out over two decades ago, deal with it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. So let's get right into it. <clears throat> oh, my God. We are going to ease into it like a crazy fish man easing into a nubile young actress. Oh, my God. What was up with the freaking fish man rape? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh. Uh Let's we'll we'll spoil we'll not spoiler warning us we'll we'll do our, our one of our trigger warnings we are going to have to talk about some of the over the top sexual activities of the fishman but we are in no way possible in no way making fun of the acts that we are about to talk about because it's weird because it's almost like there's two movies and that is actually not a wrong assessment so mm-hmm. we have to kind of talk about it but anyway humanoids from the deep it came out April sixteenth nineteen eighty. Was it also called Monsters? Because Monsters was the big tag that was across the top when the the This the is title another tag. movie that had multiple titles. Yes, it was. It said Monsters, and also it had another working title that I got to find. The, uh, well, the, the title on the movie was Monsters, and then underneath Monsters, in, in little tiny letters in parentheses, it said, did it say From the Deep or Humanoids from the Deep? 
Uh, I think it said humanoids from the deep. Okay. It said monsters big, but uh, when they made the movie, it was, um, let's see. Uh, it was actually called, supposed to be called beneath the darkness. Ooh. Yeah. So let's, uh, here. Uh, so the synopsis, Oh, oops, I didn't do this. It was directed by Barbara Peters and also a, uh, We'll say an unnamed director and a uncredited director, Jimmy T. Murakami, starring Doug McClure and Terkel Vickmorrow and Cindy Weintraub. The synopsis actually kind of spoils the movie in a way because it's kind of the it's synopsis. It's synopsis. It, it ruins the, the reveal. Yeah, this is the official synopsis. Scientific experiments backfire and produce horrific mutations. Half man, half fish, which terrorize a small fishing village by killing the men and raping the women. <laughs> and you don't really know what caused the fishman until like halfway through the movie when the when the the big conglomerate reveals that oh we were doing testing and I think this is our fault and it's like oh well we weren't supposed to know that till like halfway through the movie and now we know it before the movie starts. Yeah. Uh so it was it was uh, interesting cause that they did that cuz that's not really the point of the movie. That's not even okay, let's put it this way. I wouldn't go see a movie with that description but I would go see a movie that was described with the first half of the movie, like crazy fish dudes eat people. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all you needed to say. And I'm in like, sign me up. So that is that. Then you start uh, throwing the, the semi erotic bullshit in there. And it's like, what happened? It was, were those the parts that the other guy directed? <laughs> You are absolutely correct. Oh my god! Let's, we'll talk a little bit about the movie. I've got, and we'll get to that. This is a Roger Corbin film, which means that uh, Roger he, he he executive produced it. If you know anything about Roger Corman, he is known for exploitation films, mm-hmm. and um, that's his thing. And since he executive produced it, there is a very strong possibility that he was like, "Yeah, this needs more boobs and more boobs. stuff like that." Yeah. So in this case, it was sexploitation. <laughs> Yes. So what are your initial thoughts on humanoids from the deep? Um, honestly, the, the movie portion of it, it wasn't horrendous. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of expected it to be, but it, it wasn't, it, it was, it was a watchable movie. Yeah. It, it was a wa- except for, except for the, the really out of place fish rape scenes. Um, it was, it was a watchable movie and it, and it was something that I would have expected out of the eighties. I'm going to uh, drink water because I have no alcohol here. Every time you say fish rape. All right. And I'm going to be well hydrated by, <laughs> by the end of the, by the end of yeah. this episode. But yeah, yeah cause the, the, the movie itself, it had a it had a decent story to it. It had a good premise to it. The acting wasn't horrendous, like we've seen in some of these some of these old eighties movies. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, I mean, I I enjoyed it until we got to the addition to the additional parts of the fish rape. Yep. The you didn't, my initial you didn't drink. Was, you need uh, to hydrate. Sorry. So, yeah, my thought, I knew nothing about this. When I looked it up, I had remembered seeing the poster before Mm -hmm. or the box cover, whatever. Got that like girl kind of sprawled on the beach. I was like, okay. And one of my favorite scary type situations and the, the scare zone in particular is the, the ghostly 
fishing village kind of thing. You know, the one they did yeah. in the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there is something about like the new England or, and Mary. Or, yep. <clears throat> that type of thing with like, uh, you know, sharks and I don't know, just something about like the fear of being out on the open water. Right. And the mist coming in and all that stuff. So when I saw it, when it started basically, and I was like, Oh, it was one of those movies. Uh, I was super excited and I was, in, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I guess we, let's just talk about it now. I was going to hold this for later. Cause I had some notes here. Um, so they made this movie. Let me, mm-hmm. I found there's a making of documentary you can find on YouTube. It's like 15 minutes long, but it's interesting. Cause even that is very, <laughs> the, when all the guys are talking, they basically, the guys start off talking and they say stuff like, yeah, it's two very different movies. When, when the men get are on screen, it's very violent and angry and rough. And when the women are on screen, they, it's more sensual and dark and hidden in shadow. No, and, it's still angry and violent and rough. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what the guys say. And then the women come on. They're like, yeah, we made a movie that was called beneath the darkness. And it was more of a psychological thriller. And then when they went to go see the movie, they realized that the director who was a woman had, basically been only filming half of the movie really and they added in they turned it into like a teenage teeny bopper sex movie with mm-hmm. uh go ahead and say it fish rape there you go uh, they add they added like uh you know the the shower scene where they like they added like a body double in the shower and edited it in to make it look like she was there. Like a lot of just sex stuff. And it was, oh, yeah, and, the, and the body double was very clearly not her. Mm-hmm. So like, it was very clearly two movies that were spliced together to try to up the sex factor. Yeah. And they, it was, it was weird. And they like they, the director and stuff said they timed out the scares and added in these parts to like space the scares apart. And no, they added in the parts to show boobs. Well, yeah. Um, and apparently some stuff didn't even get uh, put back in because of like, like somehow, <laughs> somehow, somehow, <laughs> oh, somehow they actually were like, well, maybe that's too far. So yeah. So that was, that was basically it. That's why there's two directors, one of which is not credited, and why it has a very different vibe. And I would have, I would have liked just the spooky, you know, low budget Jaws vibe, um, mm-hmm. more more than trying to squeeze in a oh Friday the Thirteenth was was popular. Let's add teenagers having sex. Yeah. Um, now, now to to be to be fair, I mean I did appreciate the boobs. I'm not gonna lie, but it. I would have been fine if it had left with one or two scenes where, you know, the monster swipes. But it seemed like every time the monster found a girl, he was just trying to undress her so that he could jump on top of her. And it was like, no, did the monster. He, I, I missed this part, maybe. Did he undress the the Miss Salmon girl? Yes. Okay. Because they said He's, that was one of the scenes that they added in. He swiped at her and, and grabbed her top, basically. Yeah. And they did that a couple of times, and it's like, oh, yeah. okay. But uh, a lot of the a lot of the other stuff was just really gratuitous and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to be in the film. Yeah. So the the basic story, uh, 
fish. I don't really know if this basically a fish guy gets caught by some fishermen. I don't think it was a revenge story so much, but that's just the introduction to it. And then these fish people start these uh, humanoids, half man, half fish come out and start terrorizing the small town. This is the type of small town that has the town carnival that everyone's at and the town dance. Uh, I'm glad I don't live in one of those towns. Mm -hmm. Every time I see one of those things, I'm like, oh, God, I cannot imagine knowing the same people and only those people. Yeah. Having to go to a town dance where there's like, you know, square dancing. I will say in the first five minutes of this movie, they broke like two of the accepted rules for horror films at the time. Mm -hmm. In the first five minutes of the movie, they killed the kid and they killed the dog. Mm-hmm. And the and the the death of the dog scene was actually really graphic. I mean, not so much in that you saw you saw the death. I mean, but they were the 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 scene the the monster had the dog and they were covering it with blood and the monster was like shaking it and the dog was baring its teeth. I mean, it was almost like they were attacking the dog and the dog was like, "What the hell? Get off of me! <laughs> Back off, man!" <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was it was really visceral and graphic as far as the death of the dog scene. And that's just not something that you see a whole lot of. Yeah. It's uh yeah. Like just from my notes, I was all excited about the movie and I was, um, my first note was, is there a reason for those fisherman beards? You know, like the beards that they just have the bottom part, like the chin strap and no mustache part. Why <laughs> do fishermen all have that? And then my next note was, Oh, oh no, Jackie, which was the kid's name. Uh huh. Um, and it was just blood in the water. And I was like, wow, that elevated quickly. Yeah. And my thought was, <laughs> I was like, wow, the actor that played that kid, he's got to be like old now. And then I did the math and I realized that he was probably like a year younger than us. <laughs> Gosh, we're so old. <laughs> I was like, I looked and I looked it up and he was born in 1978. I was like, shit. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, my, I'm like, this kid is old now. Wait, we're old now. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Uh-huh. But yeah, so they, yeah, they did it. They killed the kid early on. I was like, damn. And that actually, I can can bring me right into my next topic. This movie had some good gore. Yeah, it did. The special effects were really well done in this movie. And it was, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was, well, it had to have been, it was like, it came out in 1980, but it was all practical effects. It was all makeup. And I think Jimmy actually made a comment on one of them was that the, that was me. Oh, was it you that yeah. that they actually got the 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 claw marks and everything good because they actually showed depth instead of just being completely superficial? Yeah, there's a like a guy swimming with his girl scene, which we covered a movie like that last week too. And I and, have no idea why he was standing in the water because he should have been dead and just floating. But yeah, well, and he's turned away from her, and she like turns him around, and half of his face had been ripped off. But you could like see holes and like you know, mm-hmm. sinuses and all sorts of stuff. It was like really well done. And that was the one of the first gore scenes that you actually saw, like you saw blood in the water and stuff like that. And I was like, "Damn, this is actually impressive." So I was ready for the ride on that. The scratches looked good. Everything had mm-hmm. depth. Everything had had all the stuff I wanted to see. Um, the beasts, on the other hand, they were largely kept out of view till the end, and I think mm-hmm. that was probably because they were a little ridiculous. They were now. Now, to be fair, I thought the 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 masks were actually pretty decent. Yes, the, if, the, although the, when you looked at the from behind, they did have ball sack heads. Yeah, they did. They they definitely did have ball sack heads. But the the masks. That's why the, they were so the, mad and trying to rape everyone because they the, had like te- they just their brains were testicles. That's exactly what it was. But the the the, the design of the face of the 
of the face was actually pretty well done. But they they were like, well, what do we what do we do for arms? And and the, the arms were just ridiculous. Yeah. They basically they basically had the the guys in the suits and they had them hold these like six foot poles in either hand. And at the end of those six foot poles were the monster hands. So they're like, (laughs) it looked like a Frankenstein esque. It was just, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. It was, it was stupid. The the arms were stupid long. They didn't Mm. need to be that long. I mean, you could have gone, you could have gone long without making it look ridiculous. I mean, they were, they were significantly longer than like ape arms. Yeah. And they, they were, there was supposed to be uh, like an army of these things rising from the deep, but they only had three costumes. One of which was one of which was full. The other two were partial costumes for different shots, mm-hmm. budgetary constrictions, of course. So what they ended up doing was just like showing they never could have more than three of these creatures on the screen at the same time. Um, and uh, most of the time they kept them in the dark uh, they're supposed to be, I guess, what half man, half salmon. I learned about. It. I didn't no, realize that. No, they they got that way from eating the treated salmon. So they weren't necessarily salmon, but they they ate the genetically modified salmon or whatever the salmon that had the chemical in them, and then they spawned from whatever it was that they actually were. They were probably some kind of predator fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, has a, this movie has a subplot that shows up at the end of some genetic engineering, which is actually a fairly early conversation about genetic engineering in, in a movie, you know, for this. Um, there's like a whole section about the Kolik camp, which is like a, a little a, a prehistoric creature that hasn't changed since that time. And it was like actually really accurate for a movie. Like if for a moment, it turns into like a... You know, something a PBS special. I was going to say something like one of those like kiosks that you'd press at like Epcot and it plays like a five minute little video. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the cola can that you're looking at. <laughs> like, oh, OK. But so I, was, I thought that was kind of interesting, although the scientist that was revealing this stuff was not a good actor. Like way more believable that they might have been a scientist than they were as an actor. You're talking um, about the guy or the girl? Uh, the guy. Yeah. He was, he, he looked so, st- and when, when he was like delivering his lines, he was like looking at, le- with like, I'm on camera, I'm on camera, I'm on camera. Like he, <laughs> like he was concentrating on delivering his lines and yep. he was just like reading them off a card. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I just scrolled down my notes. First a kid, now a dog, dot, 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 poor dog. Poor dog. There's also a nice cat scare in this where right after that dog gets killed where they someone is going somewhere and a cat jumps out and scares the shit out of him, which we're going to refer to later, I think. There's a whole genre of that. I, I mean, know. Yeah, the, oh, it's a cat or, oh, it's only you. That kind of genre of scare, yeah. jump scare. Uh, this movie was made right in the time period where where someone can be a complete jackass and look like a complete tool um, and still be kind of a hero. Uh, and I'm talking about Hank here where he's like, which I thought he was going to be positioned as the hero. And he's like, Oh, you Indians are destroying our stuff and killing my dog and doing all this stuff. And then maybe possibly killed the Indian's dog or the native American we would say now, but there's definitely a little bit of this kind of casual racism that these days that person would never, ever, ever get to have a heroic 
portion afterwards. And like, they're just such slobs. And like, I've seen so many movies like this where the, like the lead character will have like a giant stupid perm and a mustache. And they just look like they haven't showered. Like they, they, they play those kind of movies on mystery science theater all the time. And you're like, why, what was wrong with the seventies and eighties? Like the late seventies, early eighties, where that that was what they were like. This right there, that's manliness. Like that's what women want. A man perm. Like, oh my god. So yeah, Hank, Hank is a jackass. Jim is not a jackass. Hank is uh, starting fights with with the local uh, Native American at the bar, uh, which which annoys some kids making out or having sex in the truck. Who? look up after five minutes of them fighting up against the truck <laughs> and, and boobs, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Noise, the boobs, more boobs. Yep. Um, this of course was after the town dance, which I'm glad I was not at, uh, cause there was featuring banjos. I don't want to do that. Nope. Nope. You've got a real part of my off. I do have a real pretty mouth. Um, <laughs> Also, another thing that annoys me, and I'm, I actually enjoyed this movie, but the the thing that always annoys me about these movies is that every single one of them uses that same gunshot sound. The, the one with like an echo that very much sounds like it was. It sounds like it was inside, right? Mm-hmm. When they they use it to stop the fight, they like shoot it up in the air, and I'm like, I don't think that would sound like that. No, like, yeah, and it's just it. It's like was there not any other gun sounds? And like every movie uses that same one. So that well, like kind of like the the Wilhelm scream. Yep. Like really must just been free. Uh, right after that, of course, we get our lovely Jerry getting killed, and uh, he does a good gore effect. Mm-hmm. And then there's a uh, a sequence which I thought was very strange. Uh, the combination of a woman taking off her clothes. While someone is talking like a ventriloquist or with a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> I was, thought that too. I was like, I guess everybody's got their own little fetish. I mean, I like, what the hell was that? Pretty sure that is the first ventriloquist that has ever seen a pair of boobs. Yeah. So it's good that he was likely. able to work through that. Um, and it was the last pair he saw. Yeah, true. But like, yeah, never been. He, no one has ever other than I'm, I'm assuming Jeff, uh, whatever his name is. Because he's like a millionaire ventriloquist. But yeah, Jeff Dunham, I was, by the way. What? Jeff Dunham, by the way. Yes, Jeff Dunham. Seen him live, actually. Uh yeah, it was very strange that he uh that they decided to go with that route. It's yeah, I like totally hired- forgot about that scene. I was watching that scene going, What the what is really? Yeah, it was okay. like they're in a tent and it's like like She's that's like, what you oh that makes me hot and I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> like seriously though like what I'm assuming is the actor was they were like hey can you like play an acoustic guitar for this girl no, I don't know how to play guitar go oh. okay can you do this no what do you know how to do well I took some ventriloquism classes when I was in high school okay. <laughs> Like, oh, sure, sedu- we'll throw it in there. Seducer with a dummy. Like, uh, so it was very weird. And this, of course, is where the first occasion of fish rape happens. Uh, Take a so- drink, bitch. 
<clears throat> anyway, uh, the other thing I noticed about this movie, I think, was just how easy things exploded and or caught on fire. And I'm not even sure this is the first one, though, because wasn't the first one the the girl whose boyfriend got clawed in the face? Oh, maybe. Yeah, she was the first one. Well, she just got dragged off. They didn't show anything. She got dragged what? underwater. No, right? no, he dragged her around the side of the beach, I thought. He he dragged her around like the point or, or the the little outcropping of rocks, dragged her down and threw her down and then jumped on top of her. I'm yeah. pretty. Yeah, she was the second one. Well, the I thought the well, this one. Yeah, the, the, the one from the tent was brought next to like that driftwood looking thing. I don't believe we're talking about this. I don't know. I think maybe I missed the first one because I was like, nah, that couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, that, that you, you blocked it out pretty much is what happened. Yeah. You were like, that, yeah. th- that can't be what what I think happened. Yeah, and now all of that stuff again. Original director was let go, and they hired the second unit director to to do that. And she was like, "Huh? Uh, this is after all most of the movie had been filmed, and they stuck this stuff in." Um. Yeah, the uh, just now recognizing like when you write notes for these type of movies, you kind of see when things occur to you. Like I didn't realize how long the fish man's arms were. And then mm-hmm. when you finally see him during the day, I'm like, Holy arms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peggy dot, dot, dot alien egg sack. <laughs> yeah. Poor Peggy. Uh, yeah. And there's some, yeah, poor, poor Peggy. Uh, and then there was slime. There's a slime situation. As well, like when they 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 finally catch one of these things and they have to do like an an, an alien autopsy or a humanoid autopsy, and it's like this nasty slime dripping out of his mouth. But it was just like I don't know. There was there's a lot to like in this movie that had layers of stuff not to like kind of mixed in. Um. Yeah. The I guess the end of the, of the movie, the big kind of final scene was this like giant carnival. Which took a, you know, basically the humanoids have descended on it to kill and do terrible things to all of the people. And there were some decent sequences for that time period. Um, some of them a little cumbersome, but the point of them was cool. Like the, the dock getting pulled down and then like breaking through the dock. Although I'm wondering what the fuck that dock was made out of that they were just able to punch their way through. Yeah, and it looked like it folded up like balsa wood, didn't it? That's what I said. Yeah, I was wondering, like, is this balsa wood? Because, like, they, they punched their way through from directly underneath it, and um, no. <laughs> it wouldn't really, really happen. Uh, and, but, it, like, when it broke down, like, people sliding down the dock into the water, like, if that was handled with better cinematography, it would have been really good. Also, like, yeah. a better a better location, too, because it looked like the, the little dock thing was like over a small amount of water not like an ocean or something <laughs> like you i felt like they could have just gotten out of the water real quick so yeah. it wasn't um quite as scary except for the fish dudes at the bottom of it um and then the jerk dude went and saved a kid yeah yeah there's a kid on the ground crying that's always a good scene that's totally pulled out of like godzilla movies and stuff where there's like the everyone's running and there's like one kid on the ground crying and someone goes and gets saved um, I did think that if you noticed in one, the, the scene with the merry-go-round, like every time the merry-go-round went around, there was like a different thing happening with like the people on it and the fish guy. Yeah. Like it goes around once. Like the fish like, guy was slowly working his way around the merry-go-round. Yeah. And like it goes around once and you see like there's like a dude or a girl like kind of separate from each other. And then 
goes around again and there's like a fish guy coming and then he goes around again and you see the fish guy the fish guy like eating the girl or guy or, or whatever. fighting with the guy yeah yeah nice <laughs> um the like this, the whole carnival sequence was over the top and kind of fun um they they burnt a fish guy that was delicious by the way like do you think you could eat that it was a barbecue yeah so I, I see i would totally eat fish guy flambe um but the mo- the monsters were very very casual as if they were i don't know stuntmen in giant cumbersome suits they were kind of just mm-hmm. walking around like oh okay, we'll kill this guy kill that they, no they weren't walking they were lumbering yeah yeah um eventually uh who was that 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 stabbed the shit out of a it was it was one of the women sprayed one of the fish guys in the face with like cleaning supplies <laughs> oh then, yeah with like uh, like Drano basically, and then stabbed the shit out of him. Um, there was like a significant amount of stabbing of the fish guy. Yeah, um, even even the mom at the uh, at the house when the three fish guys came in, mm-hmm. she almost stabbed her husband. Yeah, like I have not seen uh, that much stabbing since uh, that bachelor party you went to in Vegas. Was I supposed to we, say that, dude? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, Damn, I knew I should have buried you with him. <laughs> yes, we're on a watch list. We are. Totally. And more shit blowing up for no reason. Like that what is it? There was a car <laughs> totally that a car did. that blew up. There was they're like, hey, let's set the let's set the bay on fire. I'm yeah, like, the water caught on fire, I'm which like, I thought why? only happens in like Cleveland. I'm like, why? Um, they just go under the water. But no, they they sprayed gasoline on top of the water and supposedly lit the whole lit the whole bay on fire. But it was like five little plumes. And that was it. <laughs> and they kind of built that into the world because like the very beginning, the kid they're trying to they think they're catching a fish at the beginning. And that kid that gets eaten is like like puts a gas can up on the. I guess the looks like I think mm-hmm. it's the winch, the winch controls or something. Yeah, on the boat and like the way they cut the scene, it's like he puts it up there, it's flat right in the middle of it, and then it falls over like on the next cut. I'm like, I don't think that would have fallen like that, but at least it showed that like the second fire hit that thing, the boat just exploded into a million pieces. Like, like whoa! Yeah, like I think that's why well, I right. escalated. We're going to have some explosions. Yeah. Yep. Bring it on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, that I mean, that was for the most part the movie. There's some other stuff to talk about. Oh, the the surprise ending, which started showing up in these kind of movies. Um, oh, the the oh, it's not over ending. Yeah, you know, like Carrie had the hand. We've talked about this a couple times. All these movies started doing that, and this one, of course, had a um, Jason always got up afterwards. Yep, like. Coming, jumping up behind the girl and pulling her underwater. Uh, this one had a nice stomach burster. Uh, total ripoff of Alien. Mm-hmm. Now, Alien came out, what, the year before it? 79? I think so. So that was probably added in. Uh, now, this movie probably would not have gotten made if Jaws didn't do what it did. Because, you know, frogs wouldn't have gotten made. Uh, oh, basically, yeah. everyone. This is in that list of sea movies. You have creatures underwater, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> now, some of the actors, we got Doug McClure in this, B, movie actor. And Doug McClure is one half of the basis of the character uh, Troy McClure from The Simpsons. 
played by Phil Phil uh, Hartman. I almost said Phil Collins. Really? Phil Hartman, rest in peace. <laughs> Miss, okay. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, I can't do the cross thing. I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, he was a B, he was a B movie actor, of course. The Troy McClure was in The Simpsons. He's the you know the one that's always like doing infomercials. You might remember me in this movie. Uh, it's a combination of Doug McClure and Troy Donahue, and I just thought this was funny—a little funny tidbit I found. Uh, Doug McClure actually liked the. He was in this movie, and he actually liked the idea of the Simpsons character, and his kids actually would refer to him as Troy McClure oh, behind, yeah. his ba- behind his back, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, and then, of course, there was Vic Morrow. Uh, do we know all about Vic Morrow, Rob? No. Tell us about Vic Morrow, Greg. Well, Vic Morrow uh, was a you know, fairly famous 70s actor. Uh, but he became more famous for a terrible reason. He was actually killed during filming a movie. Mm. Uh, he was, he was in 1982. So this movie was made in 1980 or maybe 79. Uh, <clears throat> he, uh, was in this. And then of course he went to get cast in the movie, the twilight zone. And, uh, he was, it was directed by John Landis. And he was supposed to play um, the role of Bill Connor, who's um, this. I'm reading this from like a quick thing or a mm-hmm. quick little summary. Uh, he's supposed to play a character, Bill Connor, who's a racist taken back in time and placed in various situations where he would be the the victim. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be a, like a Jewish man in uh, in France when the Nazis came through, or a, a black guy about to be lynched by the Ku Klux Klan, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, there's a sequence where he is in Vietnam. He was supposed to be a, a Vietnamese soldier, and the a pyrotechnic uh, basically delaminated, which I think r- ruined the paint basically on a um, helicopter rotor, which caused it to wobble and crash on top of mm-hmm. him. Oh, um, so the helicopter, it was flying. So it, it actually, it decapitated him on film. Oh, shit. Um, and there was two child actors, one of which the, the little boy was, um, was also decapitated because I think he was carrying her, him, which is not good. And the other child was, uh, the tread landed on her. <clears throat> um, so that is, you know, it's, it's a fairly famous thing that happened. I actually mm-hmm. remember hearing about that when I was a kid and I was had to be five years old. Maybe I probably heard about it a couple years after it happened, but I just remember being like, Oh my God, someone can actually get killed making a movie, you know? Mm hmm. Um, a weird side thing, just in reading the story about it, said that uh, Vic Morrow was actually buried in Hillside Memorial Park Cemetery, which my uh, uncle was actually the CEO of. Really? So I used to visit. My grandmother was buried there. Uh, and my grandmother's actually buried there one gravestone away from uh, DJAM, the uh, the famous DJ who was the played the DJ in Iron Man 2, but he was you know, in the party that Tony had where he got drunk and started like blasting stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's kind of very weird when I saw that. I was like, what really? But um, the Vic Morrow's last movie, my voice is it's going away. Sorry guys. Um, his last movie was actually the uh, 1990, the Bronx warriors, which I've still never seen, but um, you know, obviously a couple movies before he did humanoids from the deep. And uh Yeah. 
there's our there's our sad, spooky, uh, dark side of Hollywood situation there. Um, so anything else you want to talk about with the uh, the humanoids from the deep? I think that pretty much wraps it up. Okay, so let's let's close this out here. Um, let's go ahead uh, and do the uh, remake revival or rest in peace. It's a movie that I feel has been remade, just without all the sketchy fish rape scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Take another drink. I, I feel like it has been remade, and it's it's a it's a standard formula. So I, I think it's something that we'll definitely see again. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, the movie itself, uh, you know, the the ridiculous scenes aside, wasn't terrible, especially when you consider the '80s. They did a great job with the makeup, and it it wasn't horrendous by any stretch. I mean, we've yeah. definitely watched worse movies for this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm okay with the remake. You know, even because I mean, there are some set pieces in this movie mm-hmm. that could that would be better now. Mm-hmm. Better cameras, better effects, better, uh, better, more budget, so they can actually have the sets yeah. that look like certain things. They could, um, but you know, anything spooky in a fishing village, I'm gonna sign up for. So I, I don't mind that. And I'm sure they could find some cool twist with that. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, shit, take the awesome Maybe creatures. Not spoil the twist in the synopsis. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Like, take those the fish creatures from uh, Aquaman. Those things were terrifying. Use those. Mm-hmm. You know, make make them as fear because you know you always think, oh, it's a fish creature. Okay, stay on land and you're fine. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> or even or even the weird fish creature design that they used for the uh, for the robots in the Transformers movie, which I never understood why they had that. Oh, the Sharktacons, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, why they had the weird Sharkticon design on Cybertron? You shut your whore mouth! Don't mock the Sharkticons. Whatever, shut up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Um, well, let's uh, get to our question here. We've got question of the week that just I, we were of course going. If you listen to the show every week, and if you do, we're sorry. Uh, we were going to do. The uh, top five best scares in movies, like the personal best scares in movies. But since Jimmy is not here, I, I didn't want to do that without him. So switch it up because of that cat that jumps out and scares someone. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of those cat scares or just scares in general that are fake scares. Yes. So let's talk about that. And the best fake scares in movies. And we're going to start off, since Jimmy is not here, we're going to start off with a patron pick, a patron list. Ooh. That's a goddamn good one, too. This is coming from our patron of unusual size. Ooh. Yep. I'm still very surprised that you don't make a joke about something else being of unusual size every time. I'm going to always wait for it. But, eh. Wait for it. Yeah. So this is coming from Alec, and it was a harder list to make than I thought, but he he said the same thing. Number five, Halloween H2O. 
Uh, when Lori sees Michael Myers in the shop mirror reflection, and it turns out to just be her boyfriend when she turns around. Okay. That was a very, that was a very good one. Um, uh, scream when Sydney mm-hmm. runs to the front door and sees the scream mask right there when she swings open the door. And it turns out it's just the, uh, dumb, uh, cop Dewey holding mm-hmm. the mask up to the door. Like, you know, you guys have also, most people have seen scream. Uh oh, a surprise on the list. Would you believe that Alec has picked something from Jaws? <gasps> Is it the dead body? The scene where Ben Gardner's head pops out of the boat it is a fake scare because you're expecting the shark. Yes. Uh, number two, Halloween, the first one. Dr. Loomis gets scared when something hits the window at the Myers house. Yep, that's a good one. Okay. And number one, when the guy tied to the bed in seven sloth coughs. Oh, yeah. Coughs suddenly. Uh, after they thought he was dead, it was not. There was no actual danger there because, yeah, he was stuck to a bed. Um, so it was a fake scare. That is one of the biggest scares I've ever had, and this is a spoiler for my eventual list. That's why I didn't put it on mine. Um, that was a fantastic list, by the way. Yes, um, I had totally forgotten about the one from Seven. That, like, I don't know if I want to put that on my list because I. <laughs> I really feel like that could be on my other list because that scared the shit out of me in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I actually told him, uh, and since we have a little bit of time here, I actually told him that I would tell this story on the podcast. But when I was in college, I had a, like my freshman year, um, I kind of had like a dark phase because mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was up there. I, don't, I, had friend, I had friends, but I was very into Nine Inch Nails and industrial music and a whatever. Emo. Not emo, more like, like, I want to say grungy, but more industrial and was very big into David Bowie and um, that phase. But anyway, so I went to see seven with a group of people and for some reason it was a, it was two girls that I had met at a bar and we went to go see it the next day. And for some reason I, there was no room. Well, it was because it was college and there was like movie theaters was packed. So I had to sit somewhere else. So I ended up sitting, I was, I was the second seat over and there was a girl at the very, the seat at the, the aisle. And when that scene happened, all I knew is like, I jumped, but when I came back down onto the seat, there was a girl in my lap with her legs draped over, like, you know, like one, like legs draped over the, the, mm-hmm. the things. And then her other, like, she was there and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I said, so I was like, holy shit. Like, first of all, I was like, college is awesome. Second shit of like all, that never happened to me. <laughs> I was like, it was like, oh, holy shit! But I was like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Let's go back to your seat. I didn't get scared. That's your urine soaking through my pants, not my own. <laughs> I wasn't terrified there, but that that seems fucking awesome. So yeah. Uh, should I go? I guess. Sure. Did Jimmy send us his list? I don't think he did. I looked. What I don't see it. He's busy. He's he's like he's like in love. Uh, let's see. The last note from Jimmy is uh, or Greg's balls. Um, yeah. So that's it. All right. Well done. Uh, and then Rob said, "I do prefer Greg's balls." Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> this is the chat room you guys could be in, people. Um, 
So the f- top five best scare- fake scares in movies. My number five. Really love the Bill Murray reveal in Zombieland. Love that. Thought it was great. You know, you, Bill's, Bill Murray, you think he's a zombie. He is not. So it was mm-hmm. a, I, I didn't want to do all jump scares. I wanted, you know, build up scares. Uh, number four, this is another one of those kind of build up scares. Uh, the kid wearing the shark fin and jaws. So he was a, he was scaring all of the people in a fake way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it just, it, it showed what, how bad things would have been if there was a shark, which helped the rest of the movie. Right. Uh, number three. In Friday the 13th, part two, there's a scene where a, a, I think it's a little girl and her dad. I forget exactly who the characters are, but and she's like clutching a pitchfork and they hear a noise outside. They swing open the door and it's a Shih Tzu. And to be honest, I had to put it in there because I just like saying Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Yeah, but you know, good good dog scare. I didn't want to just talk about cats. My number two in Halloween two, when they're outside of the hospital, the night watchman looks in the dumpster and the and sees blood on the pizza box or sauce or something, and the cat jumps out and scares the shit out of him and knocks him over. Not only did that scare me the first time I saw it, they reenacted it in the Halloween two haunted house that they did at Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. Uh, remember that when you'd walk into the hospital from like the ambulance bay mm-hmm. and they, you could hear like a, a cat go round and then the garbage cans would rattle. Um, yes, actually. I was like, and just, the, I don't know I miss Halloween Horror Nights. I had to go there. And my number one was, all, was also in the other list. That would be the Dewey holding up the scream mask in scream. It's my number one fake scare in movies. Well done. Well done. I guess I'll go ahead and do my list. I mean, this, I had a hard time with this list because I mean, I'm looking for fake scares and I mean, there are so many, like pick a horror movie. There's probably at least three or four fake scares in it. Yeah, of course. And just remembering the scenes that they all happened in. Um, it, it, it was, it was a little daunting. You could have done a list of just fake cat scares. Yeah. And and it would have been 25 long. And and currently that's that's kind of what my list was, but there, the, I I did have I did have two that kind of broke the rules because they were from TV shows. Um, that's fine. I said I write movies on the thing, but I said TV shows in the okay. In, um, in, so in in my fifth place, I'm going to have I'm going to have two shows because I liked them both: uh, Supernatural and Community. There's there's an episode of community, and the reason I've got community is because they kind of paid homage to the actual joke, mm. as well as the jump scare. I believe it was season two, episode six. I think is what I came across. But there's a scene where they <laughs> I just walking- pulled that out of my brain. Just yeah, it's probably. Well, that no, one. I, I had to look I it up. I, I had know, no I idea. <laughs> um, but they they were walking, they were walking along, and a cat jumps out, and they're like, oh. Oh, it's just a cat. And that's that's the common phrase that you hear with these jump scares. It's just a cat. So it's just a cat. And then they take another couple of steps and there's another one. It's, and they're like, oh, my God, another cat. I got to watch those shows again. And then they take another couple of steps and there's another one. He's like, Jesus, is somebody throwing these things? <laughs> so that show that, is so good. 
Yeah, that that was that was one of them, and then the other one was Supernatural, and I believe it was the episode where where Dean lost his courage or his will or whatever, and Sam opens a locker and there's a cat, and for some reason in these things the cat always ends up in these in these areas that they they couldn't get into by themselves. Like they're in cupboards or they're in, they're behind like locked doors in a closet. And it's like, how the, how the hell did like the, you'll open the closet and the cat's on the top shelf and it leaps out at you. And it's like, what in supernatural, he opens a locker. The cat was in a locker on the top shelf of the locker and they open the door and he hisses and Dean screams this long little girl scream, just, ah, like excessively long so those were my number five my my number four is going to be one that i actually remembered when we started talking about this and that's going to be the cat scare from robin hood prince of thieves that is so funny that you i knew that was gonna be on your list i even i like wrote it down because i i as i was making my list because some of these things don't actually scare me because I'm used to the with the timing. Mm-hmm. I went out and I was like, Alicia, what's your favorite jump scare? Like a, a scare from a, like a movie. And she's like, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, Rob is totally going to pick that one. That's so funny. Well, and the thing was, was I had, I couldn't remember what movie it was. <clears throat> I had to research it because I remembered the line when the cat jumps out and scares her. And she goes, Oh, Nicodemus go run chase mice. And then she gets attacked by the soldier. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't remember what movie it was. And I had to do some research to figure out which movie it in fact was. And I was like, Oh, that's right. She isn't like the dressing cloth or whatever it is. The, the yeah, She was in her nightgown Yeah, because she was, she, she heard some noises from, from the bedroom. So she got up and care was carrying the candelabra and everything was walking around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my number four at number three. I'm probably going to pay homage to one of the originals and that's, that's going to be the founder of, or, you know, it, it, at one point it was actually called the Luton scare. And that's, did not know that. that, Yeah. That's it's from, I believe it's 1946 movie called cat people. And it's, it's the bus stop scene from cat people. And they're slowly building the tension with the, the character who's, who's, running away, I believe, from a character who's who's about to turn into like a were panther or some shit. I'm also scared of riding on buses. And as she gets to the bus stop, there's this sudden loud hissing sound, but it's the air brakes on the bus as it pulls up to the bus stop. Uh-huh. So that became that the the term the Luton scare came about as something that it's a sudden scare that ends up being something completely harmless. It's interesting. So like the cat scare or the the jump yeah. cat or whatever, or the spring-loaded cat, I think, is another term that they've used. Spring-loaded cat. Um, so sounds, that's like, gonna, sounds like we need to do a YouTube channel, the spring-loaded cat. There you go. So that's going to be my number – what was that, number three? Yes. That's, that's my number three. My number two is, is actually – it made me laugh, so I'm putting it in at number two, and it's from one of the movies that we did this week. And that's Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Oh, the the dirty sock scare <laughs> where she's looking under the bed for monsters and she screams all of a sudden and the kid goes, oh, what is it? She goes, dirty socks. 
Yeah. And and they all kind of laugh. So I enjoyed that one. But my number one, and I included it because it was kind of not really there, but it was a really good scene and it creeped me out from Insidious. Oh, geez. Do you remember the movie Insidious? Yeah, I couldn't finish it. The 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 mom, I believe, is relaying a story about when she saw the the fireman or the red man or whatever it is that they call him. Um, and she looks over at her son, who's played by the adult character, and and just randomly half of the guy's face is like sticking out from behind him and he does this. And she like freaks out and jumps up and walks away from the table. But it's like mm-hmm. it's like a sudden just they 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 like cut from the mom to him and the guy's there and he's making the face and then they cut back to the mom and she and it's like whoa what the <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I watched it, that movie when I think you've heard the story before I watched that movie when my child was still in the moment of his life where it was um you know they have to wake be woken up every four hours for food or whatever mm-hmm. he was not there but it was just like brand new baby. And the movie when as soon as the kid started like tying his family to like the chairs to push him into the the pool, I was like, Nope, can't finish that. <laughs> no, that's that's the wrong movie. That oh, was Sinister. It? Oh, it was Sinister, yeah, you're right. I was wrong. Insidious is the one with the kid who was dreamwalking. Oh, then I didn't see that. Okay, I did see it. Sorry. I suck. But Jubbles yes. can't tell me I suck. Because you caught me. Shame. 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 Anyway, I've been drinking water all night. Come on. You you are high on the hydration. I am. So, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I guess I'll do the contact because, you know, you did it last okay. time and it's boring. So contact us. Let us know what you think. Let us know cool movies we can watch. Uh, you can get in touch with us. First of all, just check out the GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can check us out there you can find us on facebook uh by searching for the give me five podcast you can check us out on twitter and instagram give me five pod you can email us directly give me five podcast at gmail.com and if you want to wear us if you want us to be close to your body if you want uh, like nice pima cotton shirts just just <laughs> delicately resting on your nipples um, you can Ooh. check out gimme5podcast.threadless.com and buy one of our lovely shirts. There's some good designs there, some of which I have to buy. I just haven't yet. So if you like 80s stuff, check it out. If you like farting, check it out. If you like blockbuster video, check it out. If you like G.I. Joe. Yeah, if you like G.I. Joe. I like G.I. Joe. Chill. I like G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, so check us out there. And um, again, thank you for listening. And uh, I guess uh, – Good morning, good afternoon, and watch out for those spring-loaded cats.
Oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs>